Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the new president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie. Welcome to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, the People's Podcast, Players Podcast, Prognosticators Podcast, PD Light Podcast, the only, the only Flyers podcast. I'm Russ Joy at Joy on Broad, joined by Anthony Sanfilippo at Ann San Philly and Chris Terrian Bundy at C Terrian Six. Are we the only Flyers podcast now? Are we? Yes. Yes and no. No and yes. We'll talk. Now what does that we have mean? To say. What is that? It's a great question. Mean? Someone said you're well, the only podcast. Well, what is that? Apparently, this person only just recently learned that there's only one Philadelphia Flyers podcast, and that's us. I don't know. That's what happens. Uh, guys, we have a lot to get into today. Mafi Mishkov. Mishkov mania has been thwarted for the last two games as the young man has not found his way onto the ice. We're going to dive into it. Does it mean that he's bad? Was he overrated this entire time? Is Matt Vay Mishkov a bust? 610, 632. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they don't talk about the team on the flagship station. Ah! All right. Let's dive into this. Uh, Bundy, you're you looking glowing. You're radiant this morning. And <laughs> you're you're also here. And I want to go to you first. Um on the Mishkov of, thing, I, I actually, yeah, lot, actually if you are, people... I want you to go to Bundy first. Then okay, I'll Bundy, I want to I want to go to you, you first. Because you you were making a point. You were making a point uh, before we started the official show. So the people who listen to this after the fact in the podcast feed, there are certain things that you miss out on. You should always go over. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, Snow the Goalie, youtube.com slash at Snow the Goalie, where you get to catch some of the banter. Bundy, you were making a comparison in what's been happening in Russia, in the KHL, with Matt Vemushkov and with the coach, and would love you to just do that again. So let's imagine that I was uh, a, an American oligarch and I had so much money that I was able to take my daddy's money, go and buy a team, make myself the GM and coach and not have a fucking clue what's going on with the sport that I'm coaching. All right. That's in a nutshell exactly what went on. So he's an 18-year-old, you know, Russian phenom, call him at that age. Now, uh, Roman Rottenberg is a coach. Now, his father and Putin are best friends. They, you know, at first sources, they did judo together when they were 10 years old. So he's cruised his way up through the money. But essentially, I'll leave Anthony to the, uh, the, um, the hockey part of this. <laughs> Actually, I'll just climb into the geopolitical part of it. Um, that in a nutshell is pretty much what's going on. They have an uneducated hockey guy coaching the team, and he's probably just trying to maybe keep the kid in check. Hey, listen, I said it on Twitter yesterday. I put it out, like I said, I'm kind of amused by some of the comments I read because at the end of the day, he's not a bust. He's just in an odd predicament right now because of the coach, because of the team. They have some veteran guys. They're a little bit better team. Um, and I think there's also been some stuff like from the draft where he's probably been overly NHL excited, you know, like you're drafted high, uh, you know, you, you really love the situation that probably is on the horizon for you. And maybe you've made that a little bit too public in terms of your excitement about the NHL when you're still married to this, whatever KHL team it is. So um, that's in a nutshell, the, the political landscape a little bit, but also what, what he's dealing with, with the hockey people and the egomaniac that runs the team. So it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. Um, you know, I guess in the case, well, I guess they do that over here too, where you get some power-hungry guy that decides he wants to run the team and be the GM, like a maybe a Jerry Jones. Uh, and Dallas is kind of a similar type of thing, except it's done a little bit more um, efficiently here in the United States than it is uh, in, in uh, Russia, I would assume, right now, that lovely country uh, where the KHL is thriving. But 
anyway, I think that in a nutshell, and then you have an arrogant coach that's just trying to keep the 18-year-old kid like saying, you know what, up yours, uh, I'll do what I want with you. Yeah, you're a good player. You were drafted high, uh, in the NHL in the first round, but I don't care. Uh, apparently, though, Anthony, I'm going to leave the hockey part to you right now. Apparently, he's going to be back in the lineup, though, right, in the next day or so? Today. He's going to play yeah, today. today. So, so there um, go. Yeah, so yeah, just to kind of give people a little bit of background here, I've I've spoken to a few people, a um, couple within the Flyers organization, um, very high up people in the Flyers organization, and I've also spoken to an NHL scout um, that deals with um, – um, uh, you know, prospects, uh, not necessarily an NA, not an NHL scout, a scout for an NHL team who deals with uh, the, the prospects doesn't really you know do the NH, any scouting at the NHL level um, and talked about the situation and said, you know, what is what is really happening here? And it's it's a lot of what Bundy just said is that um, it's a situation where they want to they want to kind of knock him down a couple pegs early in the season because there's been so much attention paid to him since the draft and um, the whole Flyers thing and how he, this is the only team he wants to play for and everything else and all those things, that it's almost like a um, an old-school rite of passage situation with Mishkov in Russia right now with SKA St. Petersburg, um, where they're basically just saying, um, yeah, you got to earn your time, kid. And he's going to earn some time. It's, he's going to play. Um, I wouldn't expect him to play 20 minutes in this first game tonight. I still think he's going to be kind of like a, their 13th forward. Uh, he's going to probably play, you know, eight minutes. So get, you know, 10 shifts, whatever the case might be. He's probably not going to be on the power play, although he should be. Um, but, but all these things are just like a, a process of them trying to make him at 18 years old understand wh where his role is on a veteran team. It's kind of a very old school mentality over there, and that's what they're doing. But it's not anything that is being dictated politically. This is not a screw the Flyers because we had the Fedotov situation with the IIHF, and so we're going to hold out their big-time prospect from playing, and ha, 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 screw them. That's not what they're doing over there. Um, as a matter of fact, what I was told is that, uh, like last season, Mishkov is likely going to ultimately end up um, on loan to another KHL team, which is a weird thing that they do over there that they don't do in the NHL, is they can actually loan players from one team to another. And it's usually what they do is they loan them from a really good team to a really shitty team and say, okay, now go down there, go play for that bad team, and you're going to play your 20 minutes a night and get all your, your shifts and really kind of develop. That's how they develop in the, in the KHL, right? So what's going to end up happening is, is that Mishkov is going to get moved on eventually here to another team. The thing is, is that Soshi would have made a lot of sense where they sent him last year. He liked playing for Soshi, but, and this is the but, is that that's the town. That's what where he was when his father mysteriously died. Um, and there's still no real understanding of what happened with dad and, and everything over there. And, and so, like... Imagine being an 18-year-old kid and your dad, who is your biggest super fan, suddenly turns up, you know, face down in a pond and there's no explanation as to what happened. After um, perhaps stating that he would look to yeah, get I mean, his son out of his KHL contract so that he could go play in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, not so that there was anything, not that there's anything suspicious there about that. Yes. When, when, did, when did that happen, Anthony? Uh, back in, I want to say it was in the spring. It was before the draft, just before the draft. I want, I want to, say, I want to say it was like I don't have the exact date. I think March or April. I want to say somewhere in that range, maybe even early May. I don't know. It was, it was before the draft. It was just before the draft happened. Um, so th that you know occurs, and so maybe he doesn't want he doesn't want to go back to Sochi because it just um really you know it's a tough thing man you go back there and then you have all those all that starts coming back to you like in in your yeah. life at 18 years old so that you know maybe he eventually says okay i can go there maybe they wouldn't try and move him to another team or whatever the case might be but he's going to go elsewhere so this is just this is nothing this is not a a political football that they are trying to screw over the nhl or the flyers in any stretch of the imagination um st petersburg is 
one of the top teams in the KHL. They're loaded with veteran players. And so, therefore, this is what happens. They they are the one of the richest teams, if not the richest team in the KHL, and they can do these things. Um, and it's just kind of a little message-sending thing. I, I would recommend that everybody go to uh, sportsnet.ca. Um, Bunny, do you know who Jason Bucala is? Do you, do you remember him? He uh, worked for years for the Florida Panthers as, like, their director of scouting um he was with nashville before that he's been he was in the nhl for uh, almost 20 years um yeah so he's he's kind of a contributor there now he wrote an entire story um that was published yesterday um on sportsnet.ca all about mishkov in this situation and gave his honest scouting review of mishkov and talks a lot about how good of a player he is what his couple of weaknesses are, and there are a couple, uh, as we talked about on this show, it, he's not a perfect player at 18 by any stretch of the imagination, the things he has to work on. But he also addressed the um, uh, the back and forth where you have some reports out that, you know, he's a bad teammate, he's a, he's not a good, you know, he's uh, tough on coaches and, you know, he's difficult to deal with versus the other reports that are, oh, he's he's fine. He's you know he's exactly what you expect out of an eighteen year old. He's you know he listens. He does what he's supposed to do. Like so, there's varying reports there. He tends to side with the latter, not the former. He doesn't believe that Mishkov is a difficult uh, player to deal with or a bad teammate. He he picks the the latter with him, um, and so he kind of goes through the the whole thing. And he, it's it's really really worth it. Um, it's really worth the read, and you get a real good understanding of who he is and where he's going to end up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that everybody just needs to pump the brakes on this story. I, I know I've said pump the brakes in the preseason about putting all the videos out. Now that he's playing, Hey, he scores a goal today. Russ, you want to share a video of Mishkov scoring a goal in the KHL game today? By all means go nuts. Yeah, it's you a, can Russ. Now you can. It's regular season. Okay. <laughs> it's regular season. You could do that. But I think that we've now gone the complete opposite direction. And we're panicking over the fact that he's not playing in a couple of games just because the coach is trying to assert himself as as a coach. And, and that's it. And, and that's all there is to it. I and mean, there, there's nothing more to this than that. He's not going to be here for at least two years, maybe three. Um, and, and and just let it be, man. Let him play hockey. Let him develop. Let him wherever it is, whether it's with SKA or whether it's on loan to another KHL team, just let him be himself. Let him learn how to be a, a pro. And then when he comes over here, get excited about him. Uh, until then, you're driving yourself crazy. Yeah, I mean, there is a there is a way to get him. There's a way to get him here faster. Send Torts. <laughs> Send Torts on a diplomatic mission to uh to St. Petersburg. It's a fucking joke. It's a it's a joke. Let the you kid come play. Let, Let the kid come play. Torts and Putin having a conference. I put that tweet out last night about, you know, Russian coaches play mind games too, I guess. And somebody actually made me laugh out loud when they looked. They said, yeah, it must have been when Keenan went over there. You know, the part with, you know, when Keenan, Mike Keenan went over to Russia to coach, that was like, uh, it almost felt like it wasn't real. Like seeing a guy like Mike Keenan go over, and he won. He ended yeah. up winning. He won, it, won the championship. Yeah, that was that was something. I was a little Iron surprised Mike. by that. Maybe that's why we weren't able to get through to him, man. Like back in I hear, 2020 I, when the pandemic I, was happening and and we were like uh, in talks with him to come on the show and and it kept falling off. Maybe he, he was in Russia. He couldn't figure out how to use Zoom. Maybe he was in Russia. You remember that? to when say? The first, time, the first two times that he was supposed to come on this podcast, he mm -hmm. couldn't figure out how to use the Zoom. And then when we try to make it easier for him, he ghosted us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just, He's a Bundy. He just not stopped answering. Like he would, he was answering my texts, and he was like, "I can't figure this Zoom thing out. This is ridiculous." Like he was going crazy on text, and I'm talking to him because we're expecting to have him on to record. We end up not recording. That happened twice. Then the third time, when we made it easier, and he said he understood, and he doesn't show up, I start texting, "Hey, Mike, you there? Mike, you coming?" Mike, nothing. He just went completely off the grid and stopped answering my texts. <laughs> Jay Toxic had that really great comment. Iron Curtain, Mike. Yeah, I love it. Let's go with that. Let's roll with it. You know what? I had a uh, chance to broadcast with Mike Keenan one night when I was really? doing NBC Sports. I went back like the national stuff. I just go up and fill in once in a while for whoever was out probably 10, 11 years ago. And and many nights I it was me and Keenan on. And I loved him. Yeah, like, he was unbelievable. I didn't play for him, obviously, in the 80s. I wasn't old enough yet when he was coaching here, but 
uh, he's just a great guy and, uh, you know, quite a, quite a character. But it's interesting. He's another guy. Like, I think when you talk to a lot of guys about a guy like Mike Keenan, a lot of players, like, will have, like, they kind of laugh at some of the stuff because he was so crazy. But at the same time, I think he's pretty respected by a lot of guys as well. It's Keenan. But he's well. He's a well-liked guy, unlike some other coaches that have egos, too, that just aren't well-liked by players. Not that there are any of those. No, there's not many. Flyers have never, employ- Flyers have never employed anybody like that. Um, hey, so... There, I guess, you know, it was funny in the, uh, the Twitter community, which we always include the link to on the show, uh, in the podcast feed and on YouTube, I think, or at least in the podcast feed, the Twitter community is still surviving and maybe even thriving despite the fact that like, I think Twitter slash X has like not done anything with communities in a long time. Um, but there, there was, uh, I think it was an interaction with BJ Beretta. Uh, yeah, it was. So BJ asked about Mishkov and asked about the potential political fallout surrounding, you know, the Fedotov situation. And somebody named Stakatashi said, he's not projected to be here for three years and you're focused on being scratched for two games. And our longtime listener BJ said, the t-shirt says Mishkov mania, not Mishkov reasonable. <laughs> so listen, if, if Mishkov doesn't get transferred to another team, for the season, if he really does become a healthy scratch the entire year, we will have to now release a shirt called Mishkov Reasonable. So I don't know how well that one's going to sell, but we're here for it, you know, because we listen. We listen to the we listen to the listeners and the fans. By the way, Mishkov Mania, go to mishkovmania.com or you head over to shop.snowthegoalie.com. That, of course, is where you can find some of the best merchandise in the business including a shirt like this if you want to get the snow the goalie logo on a shirt you can do that if you want to get the snow the goalie crest which shows up on some of the social media profiles you can certainly do that as well if you want to get mishkov mania by all means you want to get bundy's face with a shirt that says butte you can do that and by the way we have new designs coming soon so by the start of the nhl season there will be a few more designs available over in the snow the goalie store of course shop.snowthegoalie.com the only Philadelphia Flyers podcast media stop shop thing. All right. There's a bunch of other stuff going on in the comments. Uh, unless there was anything else that you guys wanted to to hit on here with uh Mishkov mania. Just to relax. Oh. It's like we yeah. said, Anthony said, it's a nothing. It's a total nothing burger. It really is. This it's is not a even, idea. it's not worth the time a day to even worry about it. He's 18 years old. He's got a thousand or 1500 games ahead of him. <laughs> Yeah. Lester here with a great idea. Straight out of minutes with hashtag free Mishkov on a shirt. If this continues, that will be available in shop.snowlegally.com. So Lester, great idea. By the way, let's take a moment here. Let's pause from the hockey talk. There's a really nice thing over in the comments. And this was, this was for Bundy. And this is where we come back to the fact that like, we are always appreciative of the people who watch the show, who listen to the show. There's always something going on. And here's something very nice. Lester Nostoga says, just wanted to let you know, Bundy, I reached out to an organization around my area and I'm finally getting help with the, uh, the help and the meds I need to help battle my panic and anxiety disorder. Thanks for all you do, Bundy. You know what, Lester, and you know, I don't, I appreciate these, these little, uh, nuggets like, you know, and that's what I do. You know, I'm someone that struggled too with, with things, addiction, mental health too. It's never perfect. You know, it doesn't mean you go off the rails, but I think everybody in the world we live in now has some issues going on. And I encourage anybody that's struggling to either reach out to me or, or take action like, like Les did. And it's because it's not a big deal. It was like people look at this and marginalize it 40 years ago, 30 years ago. It's not like that anymore. So Make sure you're feeling good about yourself. But I appreciate people coming out and sharing that. And that's why I share my story openly all the time to let them know that it is okay. It is okay to have issues, but it's okay to also work on those as well. Good job. And Bunny, what's, what's the website that people can go to? Well, my, mine is for a call center. So when I say this to people and I, I try to do videos, I don't like to use this platform because it's more hockey, but I will say it. If you just go to BundyRecovery.com, Bundy Recovery, look, God, is that fast? I had that ready. Right. And let's say you have a mental health uh, issue. We also, and I'll tell you about the, something new related to hockey really quick, which we did a couple weeks ago. Um, you can just go to Bunny Recovery, reach out to us. I will get a hold, you'll get a hold of that site and I will get a hold of you. And if you have an addiction issue, we will get you placed. We'll find out what's, what ails you. 
and and we'll get we'll try to resolve it as long as you have a willingness to do so. Same with mental health. You know what? A month ago, we were trying to figure out our name for our new mental health housing, which is out in the Phoenixville area. We were struggling. I said, you know, what do we call it? And and my partner, because I'm, I'm one of the partners at, at Pennsylvania Recovery Center and Pennsylvania Behavioral Health Center, which is all in the Delaware Valley and, and over the bridge in Philadelphia. We just opened Cherry Hill Recovery Center three weeks ago. So we're, we're expanding. But one of the one of the big things um, that we did was when we get we get people out, we'll get you placed. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you, uh, get it figured out for you. But with that house in Phoenixville, uh, we ended up saying, I couldn't figure out a name for it. And I thought of people that have struggled with PTSD, trauma, mental health, and the relationship I've had with the Flyers Warriors guys over the years. And, the, and, um, a lot of those amazing people, uh, we ended up calling our, our, um, our housing warriors way kind of a tribute to the Philadelphia Flyers Warriors team. Uh, but also anybody that's overcome an issue with mental health or trauma or going through anything for military, um, whatever it is, personal life stuff, you're a warrior for coming through that. And that's why we appropriately named it Warrior's Way. That's our mental health housing. And we couldn't be more proud of it. So I, anybody that comes on here, I don't use this as my uh, platform, but thank you for sharing. And you can get me anytime at BundyRecovery.com. And if you even have a hockey question, that will come with part of the uh, of the health part as well and you get a signed book for coming on so there you that's go awesome thanks for the spiel for two minutes but that's really what it is and i and i encourage people to to let let them know what's if you're struggling because it's only going to help can't keep that stuff in that's awesome really nice see good stuff this is what this is why this is why we always say and like we we sometimes joke about the fact that it's it's hard for us, I think, that for the three of us to come up with a time that we say like, hey, every week we're going to be here at, you know, noon on a Wednesday. But it's because, you know, you and I are doing our normal jobs. Bundy's out there actually making a difference in the world. Not to say that what we do sucks, Ant, but like Bundy's legitimately helping people get their lives back on track and on back on the right track. And he's doing he's doing really fantastic work. So yeah, everybody and, and, does and, and, Thanks, yeah, guys. and you're, and Russ, and you're you're legitimately helping people lose their paychecks every week. That's shut uh, I mean, up, and <laughs> God, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so I write stuff that's next on the docket, boys. Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> let's go. And just you know, you try to have one nice moment. One nice moment. <laughs> Aunt Sanfoni, so sad. Uh, by the way, we have some uh, great. Hey, we have some great go. By the way, Brian, by the way, Brian uh, Knowlton. Bundy, read your book. It was a real catalyst for me to go further with the help I finally admitted I needed. Again, gave it to someone else to read to. Got my ticket for your lecture at WCU. So, uh, you know, let let uh, we can let the people know. Bundy's going to be at my alma mater, Westchester University. Westchester, the best Chester. Um, Bundy, that's happening, I think, what? And it's not very far. Here, I have it up. It's uh, Tuesday, September 19th, 7 o'clock yeah. on Westchester's and, and you know campus at the main hall auditorium. The hype is real. I don't know if I'm going to show up, Bundy. I don't know if I'm allowed well, you, to. You but. live there. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm actually going to be doing it with. Uh, it, it's a um, it's a symposium and, and a lecture on um, kind of law and order in a lot of ways. And I'm going to be doing it with uh, with Chester County District Attorney uh, Deborah Ryan, who's been quite busy the last few days trying to track down no that kidding. criminal <laughs> escape from the jail. So it's going to be me and her. I'm thinking of. I don't know. I got to. You know, maybe come up with like a couple cop names, you know, because I'm working with the top cop from from Chester County and I'm going to be there with the law and order part of it. So um, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it. It's going to be great. It's sure, it would be nice if they'd find the five foot tall, 150 pounds soaking wet, you know, Brazilian <laughs> murderer, you know, who's just prowling Longwood Gardens. No big deal. Just a little scrawny dude. He has a fucking backpack now. He's just out there having a little ball for himself. I hear you killed a person in South America, came up here, killed a person in North America in front of her children. He's just out there. He's out there. But he was enjoying the peonies or he was looking at the tulips. What the? OK, listen, I hope that she finds him. I hope they find this guy. Is he still loose? The streets. He's still yeah. loose. The juice Wait, is loose. The guy was crawling around people's fucking backyards in Chester yeah. County. You can't find that guy. A dog yeah. can't find, She's right, find right. him. Because I'm gonna tell you what, Bundy, your your speaking engagement here might not go so. She might get booed if uh, they don't find this guy by then. But uh, right? real quick, Russ, real quick again, what, what was his physical description? He's like five <laughs> foot tall. He's. I said five. Did I say five feet one fifty? He's not one fifty. Or is he? 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking. I was just asking if you give me this physical description because it sounds like a, a podcast host I know. Shut up! <laughs> hey, I was I going so there next. I'm then. so sorry to everyone whose uh, speakers have gotten blown out or the, whose headphones have blown off their head. You know what? Anthony? Not by Utah. All right. Hey, Anthony. Anthony, let's. If we caught the guy ourselves, we could have a fucking wrestling match on Silver Goalie. Russ and the SCP. <laughs> There's a $10,000 reward too, Bundy. We can split it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck 10 grand, five grand each, and and, uh, and and Russ gets a midget wrestling uh, gig going with the guy. <laughs> Sky low, low. <laughs> There's a wrestling history nugget for you there. Sky low, yeah. low. I can't. I can't with you two. You know, here I was. Here I was. She can get through a nice morning. Didn't I? And that was all because of my Westchester. Uh, lecture. We all, all came all over and we ended up going. This is where that devolved to midget yeah, wrestling yeah. from a Westchester speech with the top cop, Deb Ryan. Good <laughs> lord, man. <laughs> out of way, Barry. Out of way, Barry. <laughs> For those What's listening the in the podcast feed after the after the <laughs> Barry Chaper. What's the reward? Russ just shaved, not a coincidence. Yeah. I want to understand though. This guy has a backpack now. He's just out there. Hey, I don't get it. I, I genuinely don't get it, but whatever. Um, hey, there, there's somebody who dropped a comment in here twice, and I feel like it's something that we definitely should get to because it's uh, it's notable, and I think it's really cool. So Brian Crail says, I've been binge listening to uh, previous episodes of the podcast over the summer. Got to the one where Russ put the NWO song over the intro of the Chuck, uh, the Chuck Presser episode in 2021. Funniest thing ever. I appreciate that. It's very funny. It was, very it was good. It was good. That 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 goes way back, way 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 back. Um, yeah, the, all the all the old episodes are in the podcast feed. We're getting there. It's a slow but sure process to get them all on the YouTube channel. But um, you know, I guess I'd encourage people if you're if you're looking for something to listen to, you can go back and listen to how we've been right this whole time for many years, at the forefront of being right here on Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. Um, was there anything else that you guys wanted to get to on the Flyers front? I know we were going to keep the the show a little bit short today. But, yeah, uh, no. Um, no Morgan nothing, Frost I mean, isn't signed. Do yeah, we care about that? Gonna, Does anybody just, care about that? I was just going to mention. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't panic on that either. I think that that's going to be resolved before he's due to arrive at camp in the third week of, of September. So I think sometime in the next two weeks, you're going to hear about. You're going to hear about that. So yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that either. Everybody's so, signed, just except for Frost, right? Yeah, Frost is the yeah. Frost is the only one that's still uh, still out there. Here's a here's a fun little nugget here. Um, so I I'm I know that we talked about this not actually meaning anything a while ago, but some people were were very worked up that like it was going to actually make a difference. But Ivan Fedotov played um, the KHL. Pretty much flipped the proverbial bird to the IAHF and said they don't care about the ruling and that Fedotov is going to play. He will not honor the suspension. The KHL will not enforce the suspension. So Fedotov is playing. Um, he got blown up in the first game, I think to the tune of five goals, if I remember correctly. It was a little while ago. Um, I'm not surprised that the KHL isn't abiding by the ruling. Um, there's a lot of bad blood between the Russian Federation and the IIHF going back to other bands and Olympic bands and such. So um, this isn't shocking. And were you surprised at all to see that, that they're not honoring the, uh, the ruling? I'm not, I'm not surprised. That's, that's something that I think is a little bit more, if you want to say something is a little bit more geopolitical, I think that situation is more geopolitical. Mishkov is not. That, that's all yeah. I was trying to differentiate between the two. So I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. But I do think that there's more uh, more like that. So um, that, that, that yeah, more situations that are like that are, are, are tied into the politics than Mishkov is. That doesn't mean that somewhere down the road, it can't get to the point where Mishkov is, is a political football. All right. But right now he's not. So that's yeah. that, that, that's all. Um, and I do want I do. If you could, the comment right above that from HC, I just want to get to that. Please don't worry about anything. Everything's 100 percent. OK, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all, at all, because there, this team's going to have a lot of issues during the season. And we're, we're going to tackle those issues when they come up. But when we're talking about 
things that look this this city has a tendency in every sport it's just philadelphia sports in general we have a tendency to overreact every little thing and i'm just telling you that the things that you think that you're overreacting to right now are not worth overreacting to because they're they're those things are fine we're going to get to the things that are not fine uh once this season begins and there's going to be plenty and we're going to discuss them but in the moment the th- the two big things that everybody's talking about with the flyers mishkoff and and frost are not what to, what to, we should be worrying about that's fair agreed that's fair uh anything else you want to go through a couple of those shirt ideas, by the way? I thought oh, by the way, Dr. Few... Penglis checking in from SoCal. I haven't yeah. seen any of our friends from, uh, oh, good morning from Michigan, says Boba Fett yeah. 31. Yeah. How about um, everybody wants their Hockey Canada update, but I don't I mean, it's getting kind of old and tired now, I think. Like, well, I, I, hey, how yeah. about this? A shirt that says, I heart BJ with pictures of Briere and Jonesy. I don't think we can if do we just have with I heart and then BJ, I think that probably would get, would that get the message across? Uh, no, uh, we, we need their pictures. Well, I guess we do. I don't know. If we I don't know if we could put their pictures, but yeah, maybe if you be, have I guess like get misconstrued if we just did I heart BJ. Yeah, well, you can you can do real BJ small. Beretta. Yeah, yeah. BJ I, you could do yeah. really small, like Danny above the B, mm. and Keith above the J, like really small print. Perhaps that would maybe that could that could who work. knows? There were a couple other ones that were funny, like the, the were right, related to Torella. See, this is uh, oh okay. Here you go. Shirt idea. Oh, Play like Torts is watching. Yeah, there was a better one though above that. Um, it was a, oh, a better one. Wow, we're throwing throwing shade at the people who are uh, you know commenting. Not, on there, the, not that there's yeah, anything on, wrong with that one on the episode. Oh, it's, it's a J Toxic ten thirty. <clears> I got it, it. Torts hates your effort, but loves this shirt. <laughs> That's okay. I thought that I thought that was pretty good. That one's okay. There was another so one before I think, that so too. We'll I think. we'll uh, we'll aggregate some of these and put them in a spreadsheet, and then we can uh, we can try to keep track of the different things. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know if there was another one. You're saying there's another one, but uh, hey, there was a question here from a non-Flyers fan, and I think that we need to talk about it really quick. Okay. Ot post or overtime post. As a Bruins fan, what can we expect out of James Van Riemsdyk? He'll fill in nicely for David Krejci. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) what can you expect? What can you expect out of JVR? You're going to be annoyed by JVR. because the guy, as big as he is, does not play as big as he is. That's what that's what ultimately is going to be. Uh, I I don't want to I don't want to kill the guy because you know he, he's actually good a, locker room a, presence. Good locker room guy. Good nice he's guy. a really nice guy. really nice guy, and he's he's got value. I mean, there is some things that he can do well. Um, he is he is a goal scorer. You know, on the power plays of net front presence, like there are things that. He brings to your team. You're going to be frustrated with his five on five play. Like you're going to want him to go into the corner to get a puck, and you're going to see him kind of staying to the outskirts a little bit and be like, "Where? Why don't you go get that, JVR? Where are you, JVR?" That's what you're going to get frustrated by. Where have you gone, James Van Riemsdyk? Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, Hunter Mikos, how did Bundy enjoy Reading? Yes. Cool if he came back and spoke at a Royals game. I still haven't seen video of this first pitch. I wanted the first pitch video. That's what I wanted. Where low, the hell is it at? Low, low and outside, but it made the glove. It was in the strike <laughs> okay. zone. All right. Um, 50% All right. of the people would have swung at it. Nick, Nick Castellanos. <laughs> not, not, not down the middle. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie either. I'm like, boy, I better get this thing up there. They moved it up a little bit so you weren't on the mound because before the game, so it's about five feet up, but. I just tossed it like anything. I, did. I was going to wind. You know what I was thinking? I felt like just throwing it right up into the netting behind everything, like the wild thing, but it didn't happen. I love. I loved Reading. What an unbelievable fan base! Like I, I couldn't believe the, just a great support. First of all, for recovery night uh, that was there, but also just the, the fans were incredible. I mean, small town parks like that. Uh, the history. I got to look at the history of the Reading, um, uh, of the team, the, the fighting fills, and the players that have played there. Um, amazing fans. Thank you to the Reading area at Berks County for that. It, I love you guys. And it was just a dynamite night. I had a blast. It's you a, it's mentioned cool... the fact that you needed to keep it up, that you, you were trying to get, get the pitch up. You're trying to get it up. And I'm glad that you were able to. At Ansage, it's kind of hard. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's try- he tried so hard. 
He tried so hard to get back. I mean, Bundy tried so, so hard. Just didn't, didn't quite make it. Um, but no, going to a Reading Phillies game, that's a, that's like a fun spot to go. Like, I mean, you know, minor league baseball just in general is fun. Right. But, yeah. but they really do a good job with keeping the fans engaged, especially for stuff for kids. If you got kids and you want to take them to baseball, you want them to fall in love with baseball, take them to the Reading Phillies, man. Yeah. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a good time. It's a good environment there. It's, it's worth the drive. If, if you're like, down our way you know we're in south jersey or whatever just take the take the ride go out there for the night and just have a have a good time it's it's a good good spot yeah yeah great time yeah pto i see one there about the player tryout anthony anybody coming in on a pto i I, not that i've heard of yet um but doesn't mean it won't happen i i don't think you're gonna see that but I mean, I'm not going to rule it out either. I I think that they're going to try and start with what they have. They they want younger players to play, and they they have they have bodies. Um, I, but you know, you never know. I mean, maybe they get into the beginning of camp and they're like, you know, they're watching these guys that are you know they're over there skating now. Like these guys are practicing now. It's their unofficial practices, but they're practicing. Um, this was you know, a name Ant, that was brought up about a potential PTO, potential reunion. You know, do you look at, at bringing back Wayne Simmons? And I, I don't, why? I don't see it. Where does last it play? year? Last year was a time for that. This year is not. Yeah, they could have last year. Yeah, yeah. Why? I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't know what that. I don't know what it does for you. I mean, I know you want to yeah. say, oh, he brings leadership to the locker room. Okay, that's great. But then you got to put him in the lineup, and who's he replacing? There, it, the players. It, it doesn't make any sense from that front from that front so yeah yeah um i think that's oh here you go here's another shirt idea russ's face with a mini ant and mini bundy on his shoulders there you go yeah all right yeah that's great and and is clearly the bad bundy is clearly the good we all know this all right um anything else we have a couple five stars we do have five stars we do um there is, let's see. Oh, there was there was another comment over here. I tweeted something out about how it's it's fascinating to me. Oh yeah, go ahead. Here, yeah. That here we are. Um, we are two, two weeks. weeks away. We're two weeks away from the start of the NHL okay. season of the Flyers season, and neither the Philadelphia Inquirer nor the Athletic have a Flyers writer. And I, I, it made me realize some of the responses to it made me realize that not everybody is up to date on what's going on or like is totally tuned into the Philly media landscape. And that's one of those things that we like to do here. So Olivia Reiner moved from the flyers beat to the Eagles beat where I think she's like the third or fourth person on that beat. So she's not doing hockey this year, which then put Gianna Han in position to be the lead beat writer for the flyers for the inquirer. She has opted to leave the inquirer rather than be that lead flyers beat person so the philadelphia inquirer does not have a flyers beat writer two weeks before camp opens uh pretty remarkable stuff charlie o'connor is one of a number of people who recently put up a i'm leaving my outlet mostly the athletic and i'm going somewhere else but i'm staying in philly so the athletic now doesn't have a flyers writer i don't think they have an eagles writer anymore and i'm pretty sure they fired all the sixers people too so I don't know what the hell. Oh, I kind of know. But the athletic is just if you subscribe to the athletic, it's time. If you haven't bailed already, I don't know what else there is to look forward to there. Uh, I think Matt Gelb is the only person with a pulse right now covering the Phillies, which is great. But I think he's, he's the only person with a pulse that's like working over there. at this. Point. He's worth he's worth reading, though, for, for what it's so. Worth. So if you have an athletic subscription, it's probably for Matt Gelb with the Phillies. But then other than that, like, I, I don't know. Beyond that, I'm not sure. So, again. Very interesting things happening in the uh, the Philly media landscape. Um, and let's get to the five-star reviews that I know you're very excited about. And uh, are you sure that it's two? Two. Are you positive? Positive. Okay. Yeah, because they, like, they were only like a day apart. So. Oh, okay. There it is. So we have uh, – did we talk about Cliff's Cuts going back in and doing the updated five-star? Yeah, you did that, you did that did. one. Okay. Yeah, you did that one. Uh, how about Nate QA? We did Nate QA. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about? Two. Are we talking about Ellen? Ellen. At the Ellen. Okay. Ellen. So yep. Ellen. Ellen C. Balazaki. The gang compliments Bundy's shaved face. So this was after the last episode, like a week and a half ago. 
Longtime yeah. listener, first time reviewer, the banter and unrivaled knowledge of my beloved Orange and Black makes this pod a joy to listen to. Thanks, Ellen. Well done. Thank well done. you. That's a good well one. Done by Ellen. Thanks very much. And and then we have a very long five star here from London Zunder. You guys are the best. I've been listening to this podcast for around a year and I love it. It's a long wait until Friday when I get to listen to the show. You guys have a good thing going with Russ steering the ship, Ant with the most up to date info, and Bundy the Butte with the first hand knowledge and an F bomb to boot. You guys always tell it how you see it. It's always real. I like lots of Flyers podcasts, but this one is the best. I put this show in the category of info versus entertainment because although you guys give opinions, uh, your opinions are coming from facts and experience that hold weight compared to what a lot of people put out. That being said, the show is highly entertaining and I'll have at least one legit laugh out loud moment a week uh, listening with at work with my earbuds. Maybe my coworkers think I'm nuts laughing by myself. Thanks for all you guys do. On a side note, I just want to say that I had an experience with Russ helping me out with some of the Snow the Goalie merchandise, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Aww. He went above and beyond, and it showed what kind of person he is, and you guys are. You guys are the real deal. Again, thank you. Go Flyers. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's nice. awesome. Thank you. And, that's very and nice. Russ didn't even tell us about that story, you know, and he usually likes to brag about things like that, about how, you boastful. know. He, he, boastful. Boastful. Yeah, very boastful about how he helps all these people. Braggadocious. But, so, good stuff, yeah. Russ. Proud of yeah. you. It's all good stuff. Very, very happy. Um, so that that's really nice. Um, oh, Pierre Lebrun's at the Athletic. There you go. Well, that's yeah, national. So. You're talking about. You were talking local. There's there's, um, there, there's some good national people at the Athletic still. There, it's it, it's interesting because I think everybody knew what the when the New York Times acquired the distressed asset that was the Athletic, and believe me, it was very distressed uh, that it was going to lead to some changes. And it looks like they're kind of going regional. Like they might have people covering. Like one person covers multiple teams in the same geographic area, which is that, that will not work, <laughs> will not work. Um, but good, good luck. Good luck out there. Um, so, yeah, by the way, there was somebody who commented off the start. We'll touch on this really quick. Uh, as part of Charlie leaving the athletic, his podcast also announced that they're not going to continue in their current iteration. And so people are saying that that makes us the only flyers podcast. Oh, that's what asking that was about this before. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you this. We we have an idea. They'll they'll be doing something. It's just not that. Um, so I'm sure that they'll. they'll I'll just make tell everybody like I always things, will. But, if you yeah. want the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, with complete honest and reckless abandon, this is the only place you should ever come to get any hockey info ever. I don't care. I'm just going to say it. It is. It's the truth because we'll never bullshit you. I go out of my way to make sure that you get the honest truth. And Anthony, I know, gets it. The sources we have are beyond anything that I've seen in terms of what it is. And you know what, guys? I know it was an answer. We talked, I talked with us with Anthony the other day. <clears throat> it's almost at a point now where legacy media, in a lot of ways, has become pointless anyhow. I don't want to say it like that, but why would I? I don't even know the last time I read a newspaper. Like when I picked it up and said, oh, here's where I'm going to get my real information. It's not. It's places like this now because that's where the real info's siphoning through. And I think it's a matter of time before this becomes paramount and the big picture and legacy media is like out the door in a lot yeah. of ways, at least in terms of information collecting by the public. Yeah. Russ, you had a great response. I don't remember who it was, but somebody responded to that tweet that you put out about the Inquirer and, and the Athletic saying something about how it doesn't matter what who the right who's going to replace them or anything along those lines it's that the places that people are getting their information are from podcasts and social media and the people yeah. who are who have you know a good following and good track record in those places and and it, I, I you know that's what led me and bundy to have that conversation because whoever i don't remember who it was and i don't know if you're looking at it to find out who it I'm was but i'm looking for it now but yeah that re that response was it like it really clicked it was like yeah that's the case like that's it how is. we're operating now i mean yeah sure i write well on crossing broad right i mean of course i yeah. write still um but it's it's more I, I don't necessarily think it's about i think the, the writing supplements what we do on the show Right. I mean, mm -hmm. it used to be that the extraneous that this was the extra media that what yeah. we that this would be the supplement to the writing. Now, the writing is a supplement to this. You're going to find you're going to get better information from me and from Bundy talking here than you will even get from me writing. And in, in all honesty, like and I, I'll be honest, 
there was part of me that said, should I write a post about the Mishkov thing for Crossing Broad? And then I said, hey, I, I feel like I'll say more on the podcast than I would by writing it there. So yeah. I'm just going to talk about it on the podcast because you're going to put a post up on Crossing Broad with the link to the podcast, and it'll probably be something in the title about it. Like, mm -hmm. to me, this was a better way of getting that information out than it was me yeah. writing a story. So that was that was just kind of – I thought that that was, that was an, a, a real interesting tweet that I said, you know what, that person – I think they nailed it. Well, and and I'll I'll just say this really quickly and we'll 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 do a, a very quick touch and touch and go. There is a reason that so many uh like VC firms, venture capital kind of places are are looking to get into local sports in different ways. The athletic was one, there's another thing uh that Kincaid wrote up about on Crossing Broad. And and I think this is just kind of going to be where things are going to trend for the next few years, where you're going to see companies that are going to try to get in. They're going to try to go hyper local. They'll try to, you know, poach writers. They'll try to poach podcasts. They'll offer to pay sums of money to acquire podcast feeds. And then as a, as a content creator, you have to make the decision on, do I sell my intellectual property? Do I sell my show? Do I sell my website or my outlet? Um, and, and take that money which is a known quantity and then move forward or do I stick to my guns and you know you you wait it out and I will tell people that we have now had over the last few years including recently a few months ago uh, we've had different companies come to us and have made us offers to acquire this show and it's been a painstaking process because while Bundy has been with us for a, a year and a half or so and I've been doing this for five years, you know, doing what we we do, going back to press Two row years. show days and everything. Two years with you guys. Two years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for Ant and I, it's like you, you do this for five years. You try to grow it. You build it. And we've been very fortunate in that the people who listen to the show tell their friends, they tell their family, they, and that that listener base continues to grow. And I would encourage people that if you can, if you don't mind, if you can spare the moment, to go over to YouTube and to subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's helpful. And we're going to be doing some more stuff with YouTube as the season approaches and, and continues. So subscribing to that show is helpful to us on a few levels. But I'll tell people that it, we've had some very tough conversations over the last couple of years and specifically in the last few months. And we've kind of alluded to it at the end of shows about what we want to do. And one thing that we have pretty much agreed on against, you know, across the board is we're not selling our show and our brand and our intellectual property and then having to rebrand it. And that's what some companies want people to do. And, and to anybody who takes that path, I wish them the best of luck. I genuinely do. And I hope it works out. But for us, it doesn't make sense for us to sell our show. The Snow the Goalie brand and what we've built is something that we are very proud of, and it's something that has caught the attention now of multiple companies and other entities that have wanted to partner with us in the past. And like, I'm sure that at some point we'll have more conversations down the line. But in order for us to do something like that, it has to make sense. And it has to make sense for myself, and for Ant, and for Bundy. And if it doesn't, we're not going to do it. But one thing I can certainly say is, and Ant, I'm sure you could speak to this if you want to, is flattered as always to have those conversations, always open to having those conversations. But ultimately, you know, we're going to continue to do what we do. We will be here where people are used to finding us. And we're going to continue to expand our coverage this season, even though team's not going to be very good. Yeah. Now, the only thing I will address, I think, Russ, you, you, you said it uh, as well as you could say it. The only thing I will say is, is we were very adamant in any discussion that we've had over the years, but the ones you're referring to have been in the last several months, um, that we are what we are and we're not going to change. And, and if you want us to change, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, we, we, we would be total frauds if we changed who we are just to make a buck like that's not that's not what the point of this is the point of this show is to be who we are as real with you as as we can be and have some fun talking about it and not change because if all of a sudden the three of us were showing up and we had to do things by the book 
and we had to do things under the directive of somebody else's, you know, rule. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the people would come. So we, when we make decisions that we make to not do something else, it's because of that. That's the first thing, first and foremost. So, yeah, that's all I wanted that's to add fair. to it. Yeah, we do it for the fans. I don't, we, I mean, like I told people before, I haven't made one dime doing this, not in two years, not a single penny. And you know what? I do it for the fans. I do it because I broadcasted before people said, would you like to keep talking hockey? And you know what? I wasn't done with hockey yet. So here I am still talking hockey, getting the message out better than I was before, because you know what? I was tethered broadcasting. Mm-hmm. I was telling you what to do, what to say. Oh, you can't say this, you know, oh, be careful what you say. You know, we don't want any, you know, any, any like open mic problems. It's just, it, it went on and on and on. So that's why I love talking about hockey here still, because I know the truth and I'll continue speaking the truth about it. And that's what we do. I'm not, again, it's, there's nothing that makes sense. And plus we understand the loyalty that we have from the fans as well. And the fact that we are the people that I think the fans understand, tell the truth about what's gone on and we'll never yep. stray from that. Yep. Yep. We will ask people now that we've, you know, reached this point, as people have noticed over on YouTube, there are ads on the videos now. And as you might've noticed in the podcast feed, there are ads at the beginning and the end of episodes, which you're always more than welcome to skip through if you want. If you play through them, all right, well, cool. We're going to start generating some revenue. We moved this show from the entity that it was under before to a new LLC. So now we are generating some money, which is nice, and the store, which is nice. And I think we have a few potential people lined up that are interested in advertising that are going to be local, which is nice. And we might talk to one or two that are bigger. That would also be nice. But we've always done this for the love of the show. We've always done it for the love of having the chats with the fans and listeners and the viewers. And ultimately, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And we're going to continue to grow it. And with your help for just $10.99 a day. No, I'm just kidding. No. But, for, but with, the, with, the, uh, with the help of all of the listeners who continue to spread the word about the show, it'll continue to grow. And we'll eventually get to a point where we won't have to shill for anything. But the store is a great place to go. And if you don't mind sitting through the ads on YouTube or through the ads on the podcast feed, They're not it'll help long. us. They're not that long. You know? So yeah. uh, anyway, big thank you. I thought it was probably good for us to touch on because there have been a lot of tweets recently. We got some in the community, in the Twitter community. We got a few here on the stream, but we are going to be doing what we do, where we do it. Nothing will move or change. And in the event that somebody comes up to us with a really awesome deal and the three of us feel like this is a good offer for all three of us, well, then fine. Like we'll have that conversation, but we're not going to, we're not going to really come off of our position, I think. So, you're out there and you're excited by all means. Oh, look at this. Jay Toxic. $10 <laughs> super chat. There you go, Bundy. There you go. 10 Tim bits, bits for all you guys. But, Love but, it. Yo, can we can we can we plan a day for the three of us to go to camp and go to Tim Hortons? Can we do that? Yeah. There's a Tim okay. Horton about three miles from the skate zone, too. That's it's the only so, one in New Jersey I can think of. It's the only one in the what area. If, what the if area. we did a meetup? What if we did a meetup with some of the Snow the Goalie listeners? We went to Tim Hortons. We took over the Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. We did our we did a live podcast from Tim Hortons. We don't take a dime. We just go and get the Tim Hortons experience. That'll be great. Hey, we'll figure it out. You know, maple glaze. Uh, Got to get a maple glaze of, while we're there. Speaking of meeting with fans, guys, this week I just wanted everyone to know this uh, this Sunday. If you're not busy and you uh, want to take a walk in the Navy Yard, Ooh, uh, come like on that. down. I'll be there at nine o'clock in the morning. It's a recovery month. And I'll be doing the recovery walks. And I'll also be speaking for 15 minutes um, down there in the Navy Yard. There'll be a lot of people. And then we're going to go for a walk from 10 to 11. It's in support of recovery um, recovery month. And that's recovery walks in the Philadelphia Navy Yard this Sunday, the 10th at 9 a.m. I love it, man. The, the, you talk about, you talk about a, a cool place. I don't know if people have ever wandered around the Navy yep. Yard. It is a really cool place to walk around. There's some really good stuff going on there, and they're going to build some stuff there too. That's going to tie into the uh, World Cup, I think, for 26, and um, maybe even beyond that. Like, if I have a feeling that once the Wells Fargo Center reaches its end, that you might see some development in that side of things, as opposed to on this side. Um, I think the Navy Yard is going to be a, a real happening spot within the next decade. So, anyway. That's a cool spot. But all right. that's it, Russ. I think it's it. We're, we're, all right. hit it. we're right under an hour. Perfect. 
we did a good job today, guys. Yeah. Give yourselves a pat on the back. And a big thank you to everybody who watched on the live stream. Remember, it's really big. And by the way, somebody mentioned this in the comments. If you watch on YouTube, whether you watch live or you watch after the fact, hit the thumbs up. Click on that thumbs up. It helps us get better presence, that wonderful YouTube algorithm. It gives us that presence as people are searching for Flyers content on YouTube. So give that a thumbs up. Obviously, we would love for you to subscribe if you can. Uh, it doesn't take much. You don't have to set the notifications if you don't want. If you do, you can subscribe and you can click the little bell to make sure that you are notified whenever there's a live stream coming up or a new episode hits the feed. So um, big thank you. I want to try to get us to 2,000. I think if we can get to 2,000 YouTube subscribers here, um, let's say by like camp, that'd be really cool. And I think we're about 200 away. So we get a few Everybody thousand share people. it with your friends, your family, exactly. get them on board. If you want the best Flyers content, you got to come here. Nowhere else. This is it. We got it for you every week. You tell us what you want to hear, and, and we'll we'll dig up some info on it. You find yeah, me to right. we'll find, find me to man, right. I'll find you to crime. <laughs> that's exactly right. We'll send iron we'll send uh Iron Mike over to Russia to find you the know. information. I wanted to find there was a I was looking and I couldn't find it and I got a the I think Twitter kind of screwed up the advanced search ever since they switched over to X doesn't you just want to complain about Elon Musk it kills me man they they just destroyed Twitter but anyway um, I once had a time when I was sitting at a Flyers Rangers game in the press box now the press box back then Bundy if you remember was actually in the stands it was right behind the goal at Madison Square Garden right Mm -hmm. and uh, so you were literally amongst the people. It's sitting in the press box right over the visiting where the tunnel would go, the Zamboni tunnel where the visiting team would go off. And for one game, I was stuck sitting between Tim Panaccio and Mike Keenan. They were on either side of me and they were going at it like through me the entire game. And I tweeted something about that. Like, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but you know, what, what's it like to be sitting between <laughs> between those two guys for an entire hockey game? And the responses I got were hysterical. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was such a that was an experience. I was trying to find that tweet so we could put it up on the screen, but couldn't find it. So it's it's back there somewhere in the in the annals of my time covering the Flyers in from like somewhere between '09 and say '14, somewhere in those five years that tweet existed. <clears throat> but anyway, all right, we've now gone over an hour. It's time to go. Thank you to everybody who uh, joined us on the live show. Thank you to all of you who are going to watch this after the fact. Thank you to all those who listened in the podcast feed. Remember, as Bundy said, go tell some other Flyers fans in your life about Snow the Goalie. Let them know that we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Pandora and Google Podcasts. You can let them know that we're on YouTube. You can just search it. If you don't if you don't want to type in youtube.com slash at Snow the Goalie, you can just search for Snow the Goalie. Find the channel. Subscribe. You can ask you can Alexa. The new episodes. You could ask Alexa. You can ask Siri. You could ask Google, and they'll play it in your uh, through the smart speaker in your home. Hey, so, Google. Hey, yo. No, oh, you've never seen that one with the old Italian no. grandmother on. No. Uh, is that on? It sounded like Yogi Bear right there. That's what I thought. Hey, boo boo. Yeah. No, hey, boo boo. Yeah, pick a nick a biscuit. No, it's the there. They, it was the old Italian. There was a guy. I think it was on. I think it used to be back in the day on what was the one that social media thing that folded. Um, the little like. Oh. Um, I, it's not Tubi. Hold on. It was the, no. the one that was like, like a, six Quibi Quibi. No, it was, it was like six before minute then. videos. No, not even six minutes. Like long, before that, it was, where Bat Dad used to be. What was that one? Where was he at? The guy used to wear the Batman mask with the kids. I forget what it was called. Oh, somebody will say it in the chat. We've but gone, I mean, there, there was a guy who used to local. He was from Vine. It was Vine. Remember Vine? Yeah. Vi- yeah. Vine was amazing. Yeah. So Vine, there used to be a Vine. there used to be a guy on Vine. And he was local. He was from the Philly area who would tweet or who would put vines out with his grandmother. And the one that was really, really popular was her trying to say, hey, Google. But she couldn't say Google. And she always said, hey, Google. Hey, Google. And so it was all this Italian grandmother stuff. It was absolutely hysterical. If you look it up, I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure there's video probably here on YouTube somewhere. But uh, hey, Google is the uh, old Italian grandmother from the Philly area. And that was the one that kind of went viral. And then he used to do a bunch of stuff with his grandmother, like surprise her. And she would start cursing at him. And it was funny. It was good. If anybody good. knows that guy, get him in touch with us. Know the goalie at gmail.com. He's local. We'll bring his grandma on to talk I to him. I think she died, Russ. This was a few years back. But I think she's no longer with us. But anyway. 
All right. Well, thanks for the great way to end the show. <laughs> you derail us about Vine and then no. you tell us the old gal's dead. Ed way found go, it. Ed. Look, Ed found it. So there's a whole compilation on YouTube. Just found it. Okay. All right. It's I'm telling you, it's and, worth and has, it. And has done irreparable damage to this episode. So, uh, hey, if if she has passed on uh, in loving memory, rest in rest in peace to that Italian grandma. Hey, goo goo. All right. <laughs> Time to go. So for Ant at Ant San Philly, for Bundy at Cetarian 6, I'm Russ at Joy on Broad. Thanks for listening. Maybe you've been watching Snow the Goal, the Only Flyers podcast. We'll be back next week. Get every get excited, everybody. Get excited. The Flyers are almost back. But in the meantime, go birds. Huh? Huh? They got it this week. It's going to be fine. All right, bye, everybody. <laughs>